So today's daf is daf Kufya Dalit, page 114, and we are a few lines down on Kufya Dalit at the Mishnah. There's two Mishnayas on Amr Aleph, one about a third of the way down, that's the one that we're up to. There's another Mishnah towards the bottom of the Amud. So here we go. We're going to go through the Kadesh, Orchats, Karpas, we're getting all involved in these things now, all right? Fascinating, uh, fascinating stuff. Particularly, we know that the Kiddush that we make at the Pesach Seder, the Kiddush that we make is also the first of the four cups, okay? So, like, you're getting double duties. You're getting, the, you're getting Kiddush, and you're also getting the, Mishnah, the Mitzvah of being the first of the four cups. Mazgulai Kais Rishain, says the Mishnah. They would, Mazgu literally means they poured for him. Here it's referring to prepared. The first cup of the four cups is prepared as you start the Seder. And how do you make Kiddush over this cup? So Beishamai says, First, you make the bracha of Mekadesh Yisrael Vahazmanim. You make the bracha first on the Yomtiv. Remember this Gemara? Yeah, we discussed the Machlekes Beishamai Beishilal when you uh, when it comes to Kiddush, which brachas come first? Beishamai says first you make the bracha on the Yomtiv, and then you make the Hagafen. The Gemara will explain what is Beishamai's logic to make the Hagafen second. Okay. First, you make a bracha on the wine, and then you make a bracha on the Yomtif Mekadesh Yisrael Vahazmanim. So, first, you make the Hagafen, and then you do the Mekadesh Yisrael Vahazmanim, which we know that's what we do, right? We stand at Kiddush, both on Shabbos and on Yomtif, and you say, Baruch Hashem, Lakinu Malachaylam, Bayre Priyagafen, Baruch Hashem, right? We make the, then we make Mekadesh Shabbos for Shabbos, Mekadesh Yisrael Vahazmanim for Yomtif. That's how it works for uh, for the opinion of Beis Hillel. Says the Gemara, let's get into this machlekes again. Beis Shammai says, first you make the bracha on the yom, the day, and then the hagafen. Beis Hillel says, first you make the hagafen, and then the bracha on the day. Tan Rabban, the rabbis learn, so should we. As far as some of the, the, the things that are argued about, but then Beis when it comes to me, Beis Shammai says, First you make a bracha of Mekadosh Rav Azmanim, and then there's Hagafen, which is consistent with our Mishnah. Why? But what's the reason for Beishamai that the Hagafen comes second? because Why are you making a Hagafen on the cup? Because it's Yamtiv. So the main thing here is the Yamtiv. If it wouldn't be Yamtiv, I wouldn't be making a Hagafen right now. So says Beishamai, the Iker, the main thing is the bracha of the day, and only afterwards you make the hagafen. That's his logic. Okay? All right? So you got to make kiddush on the day, and the wine has not yet come. First you have the yomtif arriving, and then you're going to bring the wine to the table. Now, it doesn't mean you have to wait to bring the kiddush to the table, right? But what it means is that as far as the time period is concerned, the yomtif arrived before the Kiddush arrived. Okay. Ubeis Hillel Beis Hillel argues. 
Beis Hillel says, First you make a bracha of Hagafen, and then you make a bracha on the Yamtif. Why? You can't make Kiddush without the wine. That is the Svara for Beis Hillel, that the wine is more important. Another reason that you can say the Hagafen should come first, I'll say it like this, which one is said more often? The blessing of Hagafen or the blessing of Yamtif? Well, most people drink wine more often than Yamtif. And I'll prove it to you because we also drink wine on Shabbos. So anybody who makes Kiddush is naturally going to be making wine, drinking wine more often than either Shabbos or Yamtif because you're doing it all the time. <clears throat> if you're drinking it during the week, right? So, so another reason why Beisol might say you make Agafen first is the bracha on wine is more common. And the bracha on the Yomtev is, or, or Shabbos is not as common. And we know the rule is two-door v'she'eno two-door. When you have a two-door car and a four-door car, two-door kaidem, the two-door car should go first. Yeah? Okay. The Hilkas are Kedivri Beisol. He falls like Beisol. No, it doesn't mean two-door v'she'eno two-door. That was my joke from Rav Heinemann's carpool, as we've said numerous times. But something that's more common, something that's more frequent, is comes first. So we have two reasons why Basila will say you make the Hagafen and then the Brocham Yaim. Either because you can only make Kiddush due to the wine and therefore it's more Chashuv, or because wine is more common. Either way, says the Brisa, we Paskin like Basila. Says the Gemara, my Dabarachar, why do you need to give two reasons? Now, usually, when a Brisa gives a Dabarachar, gives an additional reason, Usually it's going to be because the first reason was lacking. There must be something in the second reason that's more stark, that adds like a pump to the uh, to the psak. So what is it? Says the Gemara. I'm never going to say hasam tarti That oh, the reason why we pass from like Beis Hillel is because I got two reasons like him, and that's why I bring the second reason to explain why we're ruled like Beis Hillel. Bishol's got two reasons like him. Bishami has one. Boom. You pass like Bishol. No. Hachanami tartininu. Even um, according to uh, according to Bishamai, you have two reasons as well. Tadir b'sheina tadir tadir kaidim. Oh, I'm sorry. Fakir. Says the Gemara, what are you adding on with Dabarachar? Says the Gemara, the opposite. Because I might say it makes more sense to paskin like Bishamai. Why does it make sense to pass like Bishamai like this? Because Bishamai says first make the bracha on the day and then make the bracha on the wine. Why? So two, two reasons. First of all, because the day came first. First the day arrives, it's Yomtif, and then you're making the Hagafen. So that will be the reason to make that bracha first. The other reason to make the bracha would be what we said in the Brisa, in that you can't make Kiddush unless it would be Yomtif. And therefore Yomtif is more important. So Beishamai really has two svaras like him, and therefore, why are we mentioning a davar acher like Beis Hillel? Today, we also have two svaras like Beis Hillel, and Tadir Beishen and Tadir Kaidim, and therefore, we, we paskin like Beis Hillel. Vehokasa ke Beis Hillel, the Lacha ultimately follows Beis Hillel. Says Gemara Pshita, the Nafik Baskoil. We know that a heavenly voice came out and told us that in Eilam Hazah, in this world, if there's a dispute between Beis Hillel and Beishamai, we rule like Beis Hillel. So why does the Gemara need to say, the halachas like Beis Hillel. All, all we need to say, at, this is the Gemara's question. Gemara's asking, 
once you tell me Beishamai says this, Beisol says this, I know the Allah is like Beisol. You don't have to say that. It's extra. Answers the Gemara. Two possibilities. Either you could say that when we said the rulings like Beisol, it was before the heavenly voice came out, and therefore it's Taka Chedish. You know, who says we pass like Beisol over Beishamai? Okay, it's Pesach of the Gemara. Okay, that's one option. Or you could even say it was after the Baskol. And what's the Chiddush? Rabbi Shua, he the Amar, ain mashkichim Baskol. It could be used in the opinion of Rabbi Shua, who says that we don't rely on a Baskol to give us a Psak Halacha. As we know, one of the most beautiful things to learn is the Torah is not in heaven. It's given down to the sages here on earth. Hence, just because a heavenly voice comes down from heaven and tells us to like they still, it does not mean we're going to listen to that. Tyra is given down here, and we got to follow the rules. You don't rely on a baskal, period, end of that piece of Gemara. So, we're up to the second Mishnah on the Amr. And we're going to continue discussing, as we started, as uh, we explained earlier, we're going to be discussing Mamish, exactly what takes place at the Seder. How to run our Seder. So this last Mishnah discussed the process of Kiddush. We said we pass like Basilo that first you make a Bore Priagafen and then you say Mekadesh Yisrael Vazmanim. Beishamai argued, ultimately we pass like Basilo, that was the last Gemara. And now we're going to learn the next Mishnah, which discusses how the Seder continues. Okay, so we're starting out with Kadesh, then we have Orchats, and then Karpas, right? Here we go, says the Mishnah, beautiful Zach. What's Karpas? They bring to the same person that led the Kiddush, which, by the way, there are different customs for Kiddush at the Pesach Seder. Some families, and they're both legitimate, okay? Some families have a custom that the leader of the Seder is the one who makes Kiddush. Everybody else answers Amen and drinks their cup of wine. Now, why is that important? Because as we said, the f- cup of Kiddush is the first of the Dalit Kosos. So at a usual Kiddush, at a standard Kiddush, not everybody is obligated to drink. But at the Pesach Seder, everybody is obligated to drink because it's the first of the four cups. So one minhag is that the leader of the Seder makes the, makes the Kiddush. Everybody holds their cups while the leader says it. Respond, Amen, and drink. The other minig is that everybody stands and says it out loud together at the same time. Okay? Other people might do it one after another, but everybody says it out loud together. But there's always going to be a leader of the Seder. So whoever led the Kiddush also is going to be the first to lead Karpas. Says the Mishnah. Metabil Bechazeres. What is Karpas? So you dip your karpas b'chazeres ad shemagia leparperes hapas. So remember, chazeres is lettuce, all right? So he eats lettuce before he gets to shulchan orech. There's going to be one vegetable, one food vegetable that we eat prior to Achilas Matzah. What is that? The Karpas. Heviu lefon of Matzah v'chazeres. 
after the karpas, what's the next thing you're going to eat? So they're going to bring you matzah, vichazeres, and lettuce, vicharoises, and charoises, right, which represents the brick, the mortar of the work, ushnei tavshilin, and two cooked dishes. And even though there's really no main mitzvah to dip these things into charoses, there's really no obligation. It's not like, you, like if you didn't do it, you lost out on a mitzvah. Charoses, right? Even though, you know, uh, even though we do it, it's not obligatory. Okay? It's not obligatory. We're going to have to, Gemara's going to explain this. So why are you doing it? Okay, the ones you have to get into. What are you doing it for? But a Belazer, Reb Tzadik, I'm a mitzvah. No, it's a mitzvah. You got to you got to dunk it into Charaisis. Uba Mikdash, Hayumivian Lefanov, Gufai Shel Pesach, and by Pesach in the Beis Hamikdash, this is when they would eat the carbon Pesach. The meat of the carbon Pesach would be brought at this time as well. Okay. Together with the lettuce, together with the matzah, together with the haraises, this is when it was brought out. So if you want to know, this year, when we're together in Yushalayim, eating the carbon bezach, it's going to be brought out to the Suda by what we know as Maitzi Matzah, Shochanairich. That's when it's brought out to the meal. Okay. As I the Mishnah, that's what the Mishnah says. Okay, it's a little cryptic. The Gemara is going to have to explain what's going on, but let's repeat this outside. What did the Mishnah just say? So the Mishnah says, whoever led the Kiddush also should be the first person to do Karpas. And then it says, after Karpas, now we don't know yet what Karpas is. I'll tell you that really Karpas is permitted to be done with any vegetable as that's not fit to be morar. Okay, that's Lehalacha. A lot of people have a custom to use. I was uh, I was raised on celery for karpas. Other people use different vegetables, potatoes. Once I got married, I found out that that's very common. Okay, that's a very common vegetable. But lehalach, no, it's really you could you can you're allowed to use any vegetable for karpas as long as it's not a vegetable that's fit for marar. So there's a lot of options for karpas. After Karpas, says the Mishnah, they would take their um, uh, uh, they would take their marar, they would take their uh, they would take their matzah, they would have charaisas, they would dip it into charaisas, machlaikas, whether whether the charaisas, the dipping into that the charaisas is obligatory or not. And then it says, and by the way, this would be the time of the Shokharairach of the meal. If you'd be eating a carbon pesach, when the carbon pesach should be brought out, Seder, that is the mission. All right, let's turn to the top of Amud Beis. Here we go. Amar Reishlakish, Zok the Gemara. Reishlakish says, "Zot Omeret." What we're going to infer from our Mishnah is the following: Mitzvos. Tzrichos kavona. A mitzvah needs kavona. Why? Seher listen to this. Let's talk this outside. If you read 
the first words of the Mishnah literally. What did it say? The Mishnah said they would bring in front of the leader of Kiddush, Karpas, and they would give him lettuce. Now, let me ask you a question. One second. We learned in the beginning, of the, towards the earlier in the Masechta, is lettuce fit for Marar? You better believe it. We learned that lettuce is even better than horseradish. Chazeres lettuce, even though we say lettuce is for wimps, right, who, uh, who uh, are too scared to eat real Marar, we learned in the Gemara that really Chazeres seems to be ideal. So what's going on? If you read the Mishnah, by Karpas, you're eating lettuce. And then you're eating lettuce later by the Marar with the Matzah. So it seems from the Mishnah you're eating lettuce twice, right? Once for Karpas, and then you're going to do it again and dip it into Charaisas when, when you're eating it with Matzah. You got me? Yeah? That's what it seems. Says the Gemara a beautiful thing. One second. If I'm allowed to use lettuce for Karpas, and then I'm eating lettuce again for Marar, why wasn't my Karpas my Marar? Why didn't I fulfill? Why don't we? Let's just back up for a minute. Why don't each of us show up to the Pesach Seder and do the following? Make Kiddush, Orchatz, Karpas. You know what I do for Karpas? Instead of dipping my potatoes or my celery into salt water, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my romaine lettuce, dip it into salt water, and kill two birds with one stone. I just got my mitzvah karpas, and I ate my mara. <laughs> Gavaldic. Right? Why don't we do that? Because so we explain that the karpas is not allowed to be mara. But according to the Mishnah, it seems you were bringing out lettuce for the karpas. Says the Gemara Zotomeret, this is where we start on top of the Yomad. It seems from the words of the Mishnah, Mitzvah is kabana. In order to fulfill your mitzvah of marar, you need intention. Because if I take my lettuce and dip it into salt water as, ka, as, as a karpas, I didn't get my mar because that wasn't my intent. Since at the time of eating mar, he's going to use your lettuce, so he's only eating the barpi mar. And he's, he'll we'll just say, don't have intention for Mar. And therefore, you got to go ahead and dip it again for the name of Mar. It must be that mitzvahs, mitzvahs need intention. Again, the fact that I didn't intend for my karpas to be Marar makes it not Marar because it wasn't my intent. But if mitzvahs don't need intent, then I already got my mitzvah of moror. Whether or not I cared, whether or not I intended for my lettuce to be moror, I already got my mitzvah. I don't need intent. Because if you're going to tell me it doesn't need intent, why are you eating lettuce again? Why are we eating karpas and then eating the lettuce again I already, uh, I already did it once. I already did it by Karpas. My Karpas should also be my Mar. Gvaldik. Says the Gemara, no, not necessarily. You know why? Where do you get that from? Where do you get that proof? Dilma, perhaps. Maybe I'll say that in general, a mitzvah does not need intention. Oh, but one second. 
If a mitzvah is in intention, so then isn't my karpas also my maror automatically? Uduka Amr, and that which you said, so why do you got to eat maror now? I already got it by my karpas. You know why? I love this answer. Every time there's something that goes on and you don't know the reason, you know what the response is? So the children should ask. Yeah, that's the cop-out answer. Why do we do it? So the children should ask. You, know, you can answer that to anything. <laughs> Why do you do it? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, good. Good. We don't want it to make sense. This way the kids will ask and they'll stay up, right? No, but says the Gemara, We want the children to ask, What's going on? What's going on? What's the difference between Karpas and Mar? I'm going to say, Im Kain. That if the reason why you got to use your lettuce twice, both for karpas and for mar, is that children should ask, and has nothing to do with mitzvah shichas kavana or not, whether mitzvahs need intent, vashmi'in and shar yerakais. So then why did the Mishnah say bring lettuce? The Mishnah should have said, you're allowed to bring any sort of vegetable. As long as you bring any sort of vegetable and dip it into water, their children are going to ask, what's going on? What are you doing? And, and you're going to say, and if we would have said you could bring any vegetable, I mean, I would have thought to say, that when you have other vegetables, that's when you need to dip twice, right? You have the karpas, you have the mar, maybe if you bring lettuce, you taka don't need twice, okay? Maybe according to Reish Lagish, once you used lettuce for your karpas, you fulfilled your mitzvah, that even when I used lettuce uh, for uh, for my uh, when I use chazeres when I use lettuce for karpas I'm still going to have to eat it again dip it again so that um, the children will be curious about it and they'll start asking questions. Okay. Says the Gemara. And to keep this discussion going, we also learned in Abraisa similarly, if a person eats these vegetables as demai, demai again is that we have a suffix whether Trumas and Maestras were separated from it. Okay, you're not allowed to eat it. But the halacha is if you did, Eat these vegetables at the Pesach Seder that are demai. Yatza, you have fulfilled your chiv. You fulfilled your obligation. And we also said in the Brisa that if you eat it without any sort of specific intent, let's say I like romaine lettuce. I like romaine lettuce. So I prepare romaine lettuce for my Pesach Seder meal because I'm intending to have a lettuce salad. And comes time for the meal, and I'm munching on my lettuce. So I ate my lettuce, and now it's time for murder. Everybody is, oh, yeah, everybody's getting ready for the big Bernie Mar. And somebody says to me, oh, you don't need to eat the horseradish. You already ate lettuce. I'm like, what? Where'd you get that from? I thought Mar had to be bitter. I love romaine lettuce. And they're like, No. You're allowed to use romaine lettuce. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. Did I get my mitzvah if at the time that I ate my romaine lettuce, I didn't intend for it to be mar? I had no clue 
that it was allowed. Acholon b'loy miskaveh, says the Bryce, so if you eat it without intention of fulfilling the mitzvah, I didn't know. Yotza, you get your mitzvah. Acholon lachatzon yotza. Okay? Even if a people, uh, even if a person eats lachatzon, says the Rashbam, what does lachatzon mean? You eat like half of a measurement of different types of things. That's also okay. You could take like a half a measurement of lettuce and put on a half a measurement of horseradish. And that combines for one full measurement. As long as the two measurements are eaten within uh, anywhere between two and nine minutes, whatever that machlaikas uh, is. But you see that a person who eats without kavana and the person who eats it, a person who eats without kavana, the lettuce, has fulfilled their chiyuv, has fulfilled, uh, uh, got, got their obligation. So there's a kasha on reish lakish. Says the Gemara, no. Tanahi, there's really a whole machlaikas about this. The Tanah went to the Bryce, everybody says, even if a person dipped the lettuce, the chazeres, um, I lost the place, I'm sorry. Yeah, even if a person dipped the chazeres and used it for karpas, there's still a mitzvah to eat the lettuce again along with two cooked dishes for the Pesach Seder. Says the Gemara of Akati, but still we can ask, maybe Rabbi will agree that mitzvahs mitzvahs don't need intent. I and so and this that you're going to dip the lettuce both at karpas and at the moror is You could always say it's so the children should ask why you're dipping the same thing twice. The Gemara says imkain. No, it can't be because my mitzvah. What would the Mishnah mean when it says that it is a mitzvah? If the whole reason why we're eating it is not because it's a mitzvah, the only reason why we're eating it is to get the children to be curious as they should ask, why are we adding in, oh, it's a mitzvah that's not the point we don't care whether it's a mitzvah or not what matters is to pique the curiosity of the children, good since there's mitzvah, it must be a kasha on reish lakish period, okay fine now we said in the Mishnah let's take a pause and go back to the actual words of the mission. We said in the Mishnah, a person can use lettuce for karpas, and then use lettuce again for the mar. The second time you eat lettuce, you have shulchan right? You have your matzah, your mar, and two cooked dishes. The mar is not going to focus on this. What, what, what's two cooked dishes? What, what are you eating exactly? What's happening? Why do, why do you got to eat two dishes? eat a piece of chicken, like you know what I mean? What's this thing of two cooked dishes? What's going on over here? Says the Gemara. My What are these two cooked dishes that must be eaten? Ravhu, Amar Ravuna, Ravuna says, Silka Va'araiza. Siluk is heavily cooked beets the Erez. Erez is rice. You got to eat be- You got to eat uh, beets as well as rice. Okay. Rava, Kihavimahat. We're going to explain why these two things. Okay. This is not just uh, arbitrary over here. What's going on? So Rava, Havimahadar, Asilka, Va'areza. 
Rav will be very careful to eat beets and rice. Because Rav Huna used these as examples, says the Rashbam. That's how the Rashbam explains. And let's read one more step, and then I'm going to explain what's happening with the beets and the rice. Omar Rav Hashi, Rav Hashi says, We can understand from Rav Huna, there's no issue in Rav Yechem Menuri's concern, the Tanya who says, Rav Yechem Menuri, Menuri holds that rice is chametz. If you tell me I'm supposed to search after beets and rice for my Seder, it must be that rice isn't chametz. It's not a grain. And you're allowed to eat rice on Pesach. Svardim, <coughs> Shkoyach, right? You're allowed to eat rice on, uh, you're allowed to eat rice on Pesach. And Rehuh Nuri says that rice is a grain, it's chametz, and you're going to be kares, and um, and and if um, you make rice matzah in a way that it didn't become chametz, that's okay. So Rabbi Yechem Benuri would never allow you to cook rice because it could become chametz. He'd allow you to bake rice and tamatza, but that's it. All right? So you see from here an additional thing, besides for the beets and the rice, that we're passing that rice is not chametz. If you're allowed to cook rice and beets for the, for the seder, okay? If you're cooking it, it's automatically going to become chametz if it's a chametz bar. All right, so now pause. What's going on? What's going on is like this. In the times of the Beis HaMikdash, in the times of the Karban Pesach, every Seder had at least two dishes. One dish we know. That was our Homosech. Not was, that is. Even though we got six days left on this, yeah? What's our Mesechta? Primarily about Karban Pesach. So one cooked dish that they had was the Karban Pesach. Now remember... In order for the carbon Pesach to be given chashivas importance, we always made sure to shecht added animals on the 14th, known as the Chagiga Shel Arba Asar. Remember that? They would always shecht additional meat animals because in case there wasn't enough meat in the carbon Pesach to fill everybody up, we had additional meat to take out. So at the Pesach Seder, in order to give it a Geshmakatam, Shmaka flavor. There needs to be two cooked dishes, which is the carbon chagiga and the carbon pesach. When Rav Huna says you should have beets and rice, he's not saying literally beets and rice. What he's saying is the two cooked dishes don't need to be flashing. And he's giving examples. Even if you eat two par of cooked dishes, that also can represent the carbon Pesach and the carbon Chagiga. The, the, the rice and beets, to explain, don't get caught up on these in particular. He's choosing two common foods that even though they're not even fleshig, can represent the two cooked foods that, uh, that we had in the times of the carbon Pesach. Okay?
Chizkiya Amar. Chizkiya says, Afilu dog ubeitza she'olav. Okay? Even if you have an egged fish. How do you have an egged fish? Fried fish. Right? What do you do? You take a fish, take a piece of fish, you egg it, put on a little bit of matzah meal, and uh, you got some schitzel fish, you know? You got, you got a fish going. Right? He says, that's also called two dishes. Even if I have cooked egg on the fish, it doesn't need to be mamish a separate plate. You can make it together. It's one dish. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can make it together as one food. It's still called two dishes. Yosef Amar of Yosef says, not true. Saruch shnei In order to represent the carbon chagik and the carbon pesach, it needs to be two fleshika pieces. It can't be two part of the mamish needs to be something that's similar to the carbon pesach and the carbon chagiga. Ravina Omar Afilu Garma Ubishula, even a bone and its gravy. The gravy that comes out of a bone is also called two cooked dishes. Now Lihalacha. It seems we follow Rabbi Yosef. It seems we follow Rabbi Yosef. And this seems to be the source for the things that go on the Seder plate. Um, we put on the, the meat bone. We put a bone on the Seder plate as well as the egg. Right? Those are common things that people put on the Seder plate. That represents the, uh, the opinion of Rabbi Yosef. Now, we don't have to eat those things. But it seems we're following Yosef's opinion that we're supposed to have two cooked things similar to meat that represent sim- very similar to the carbon Pesach and the carbon Chagiga. Okay? And that's why we put these two things on the Seder plate. There's no Chiyav to eat it. We don't possibly need to eat it at the Beit later, But we do put these on the Seder plate. Period. Okay. Fine. End of that discussion. Okay? We're done... We discussed the um, the karpas, the maror, and the two dishes. We asked, what, are this, what is this thing with the lettuce being served with the matzah and two dishes? So we explained two dishes should be similar to... to uh, not, everybody, not everybody agrees it should be similar. It has to represent the chagiga and the Pesach, period. Okay. Here we go. Last piece of Gemara for today. Says the Gemara, Pshita... It's simple. If you have all types of vegetables, like we have nowadays, you can walk into a supermarket and pick up a vegetable. So if you have other vegetables, you should take a different type of vegetable, not a marar vegetable, not lettuce. Eat a different vegetable, make a barapiyadama, and use that for karpas. And then later on, you make a on the lettuce and eat the mar. Eat the lettuce. But what happens if I only have lettuce? My. Then what do I do? Right? What do we do? We take the potato, the celery, the cucumber, the whatever people eat for karpas. Make adama, dip it into water, munch, munch, munch. Later on, just make a mur on the lettuce. You already have your adam. 
What happens if I only have lettuce? My, what do I do then? Okay. Amar Ravuna. Ravuna says, Here's what you should do. First make a baripriadama on the lettuce. Eat it as karpas at the beginning. And do the same thing. Later on, you'll eat lettuce again, but make an alachilas moror first, and then eat it. Why? So this is what we learned earlier. Let's focus on this. Mitzvos trichos kabana? Do mitzvos need intention or not? What's the nafkamina? What's the difference? If a mitzvah doesn't need intention, then when I ate karpas, I already got my mitzvah of moror. Even though it wasn't my intention, I already got my mitzvah. So later on, if I make a mitzvah of a bracha on moror, that's not true. I already got my mitzvah of moror. However, if you hold that mitzvahs need intent, so then like this. If mitzvahs need intent, all, all Tendler needs to do at the Pesach Seder is the following. I have lettuce. I say, okay, time for karpas. I'm munching on lettuce. Fire piyadama, munch. Dip it into salt water. An hour later, it's time for mar. In my mind, I decide this is marar. Now I can make a brach. Because until now, it wasn't murder, because it wasn't my intent. If you hold a mitzvah needs intent, then until I intend it, I didn't get it. That's what Ravuna is saying, right? Ravuna is saying mitzvahs tzrichais kavon. Top of tomorrow's daf. Maskevler of Chista, of Chista has a challenging question. Okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we're, we're just wrapping up this topic. Of Chista has a challenging question. I don't understand. After you ate lettuce, now you're going to go and make a alachilas moror when you eat more lettuce. No, he doesn't go like that, okay? Because obviously he holds mitzvahs in its tzrichas kavan. So, Ella, Omar, Rav Chista, rather Rav Chista, here's what you do. If you only have lettuce, here's what you should do. You make kiddush. Orchatz, karpas, you know what you do? You make a brocha of adama. You make alachilas moror and eat your moror right then. Eat your lettuce. You're getting your karpas and your lettuce tzazamin and your moror at the same time. Later, later on, when it's time for moror, okay, eat your lettuce, but don't make a bracha. Besura Avdi Kravuna and Sura they did like Ravuna. Rav Sheshas prayed Rav Yeshua Avdi Kravchisda. Rav Sheshas Yehuda did like Rav Chisda, who said, "Make your bracha of moror in the beginning of the suda." And the follows Rav Chista. If you only have lettuce to eat, then when you eat your karpas, make a hadama, alachiyazmar, eat your lettuce, and then eat more later on. Ravacha Rava, Mahadar Ashar Yurakais. Ravacha Rava would make sure he had other vegetables available. Lafuki Nafshemi Flukta, in order to stay away from this machlaikas. And that's the end of this topic. Let's end this discussion. Hence, this is why we're very careful. For karpas, it can be any vegetable, but don't make it the vegetable of mar. Otherwise, you're you're uh, walk, you, you know you're uh, entering a machlekes. You're looking for trouble because if I eat something that's fit to be mar, who says that I'm not fulfilling my mitzvah of mar right now? And if I did fulfill it, what right do I have to make a bracha later? I already fulfilled my mitzvah. Therefore, a person should be careful. Karpas, 
use any other type of vegetable, wait for the lettuce and horseradish slash anything else that's fit to be more. Wait for that later in the Seder. We'll hold it here. And Mezham, tomorrow we're going to discuss the messiest sandwich in Jewish history, the matzah lettuce, uh, the, 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 the matzah marar sandwich, um, which uh, everybody has a lot of fun cleaning up from, and we'll get into the process of what the proper way to, uh, to create, to, to eat your matzah and marar together.